Welcome to Church Public Podcast. The church has changed a lot and the world has changed even more. Join us today to discuss the changes and what you can do about it. If you want to learn about how you can keep your faith and engage with culture, you have come to the right place. Open your mind, get ready to go deeper. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Church Public. We're excited you have joined us today. Today, we are talking about things in the church, things in the public. Today is really more of an intro session on what this podcast is all about. I don't know about you, but things have sure changed over the years. I look out and wonder where all the bitterness, the anger, the hurt is coming from. Sure, we have always had our problems, but things seem even more heightened now than they ever have been, or at least in my lifetime. I've noticed there's a lot of conversation in one direction. I started this podcast to help understand the connection between church, between church and culture. I want us to learn together there's more you can do than you realize. And the time is now. So first I want to talk about church. I want to talk about church and public, the church. I want to describe what that means, describe what I think that is. And then the public, I want to talk about what the public square is, what it has been, what it could be. So we're going to start with church. And by church, I just mean faith, your faith community, uh, your family, your friends that share your values. The church is not a building. The church is a community. It may be your family. It may be your adopted family. It may be your Christian brothers and sisters. It is a community. And it's a community for a good reason. When we get together with those who share values, we reinforce our boldness to live out what we believe. This is super important. It's important to do what you say, to say what you mean. Maybe you've heard that before. Um, That's a really important thing that we have to do. Because if you have a belief, but you don't say that belief, you don't do anything with that belief, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't do anybody any good. This is a conversation that I want to get into to help us understand what you believe really matters and what you do with what you believe really matters. Faith gives us a grounding place for what we believe. If you know what you believe, you can learn how to act. The other side of this that I think we've seen some of lately is people who are trying to figure out what they believe and acting in a way that some would view as destructive. We want to be constructive. We want to be a society. We want to be a community that helps one another. I think everyone would agree on this. I think, I think most people would agree we want to help one another. We want peace. We want love. We want to see these things in and around our community. So how do we get there? Those are the things I want to talk through and help us learn as we move forward. So what are the different parts of church and church community? Your family. Your family is a big part of this. Your family is super important to your life. They reinforce your values, and because they're the closest to you, they help you grow if you let them. Your family are the people who know you the best. They see you the most. They probably remind you of the things you do wrong the loudest, right? Most of us get frustrated with that. But imagine if we listened to those around us and tried to hear where we were failing so that we could become better. There's a huge power in listening to those around you, in listening to what you have done. But the hard thing about that, the really hard thing about that is, you have to admit that you aren't perfect. (laughs) And that's really hard. It's really hard to say, ah, 
I didn't do that right. It's hard to apologize. In this age where we celebrate pride, we want to be proud about things. It's really hard to do the opposite, to have what you'd call humility, acknowledging that you don't have it all figured out. You don't know all of the answers. You don't know everything that's best for you or anybody else. And family can be a great place if you listen to them to hear, if you hear the same phrase repeated to you over and over and over again, maybe rather than getting frustrated with that, think maybe there's something I'm doing. Maybe there's something I can step into to help with this situation. And maybe it makes me a better people. Maybe it makes me a better person. And maybe it makes those around me a better community. Family is super important. Your friends, your friends can and should be a big influence on your life. We've all heard of peer pressure. Most of us, uh, you know, it's been referenced as a joke, uh, like you'd hear as a kid. If your friend jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Of course, that's a sarcastic joke, but it's also true. You become like who you hang out with. Again, you have choices here. Take a second and examine. Do you have friends in your life that'll help you, encourage you, or do you have friends that you do things with and wake up the next morning with ton of, tons of regrets about what happened the night before? I would suggest you pursue the good friends. But again, it's your choice. So all of these elements of people exist in church. You have family. You have friends. Um, church is a gathering of followers for a reason. The writer of Hebrews says, don't give up meeting together. There is a place for us to come together as a community and do something together. And that something is important. What we do together is important. Why shouldn't we give up meaning together? Because church is necessary. It's necessary for our community. It's necessary for us individually. It's necessary for our society. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. We need church. We are the church. When I talk about church, again, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about corporate worship. I'm talking about getting together to focus our attention on something outside of ourselves. That something for me is God in the person of Jesus Christ. We, we focus our attention on Jesus. It's important to come together to learn about God and to respond to him in worship. It's important also to go out from that corporate worship and continue living out your faith. That's why there are two parts of this relationship with God. The first is that corporate worship, but the second is just as important, personal faith. Personal faith is what you do with your time the rest of the week outside of corporate worship. How do you engage with God? Do you pray? Do you read through the scriptures, the Bible, or through the countless books that have been written about faith in more than 2,000 years? This can and should be an everyday thing. Why? Because on our own, in those times that we can admit it, we're lazy, distracted, selfish. We need to figure out we're not the center of the universe, a concept that is difficult for some of us, right? But you need personal faith and you need corporate worship. It can't be one or the other. Why? If you only have corporate worship, you run the risk of phoning in your faith. You put on a good show for an hour or for a week, um, and that's the relationship you have with God. You do certain things at church, you act a certain way at church, you act a certain way differently the rest of the week. You use different words the rest of the week. You say different jokes the rest of the week. You hang out with different friends the rest of the week. That's not a real faith. It's not a real foundation. 
I had this funny joke I heard when I was growing up that just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. And again, while ridiculous, it's also true. You have to have more than just the corporate worship. But again, corporate worship is really important, and we will talk more about that in the coming weeks. You have to have this personal faith. You have to have this personal faith that is your relationship with God every day. What are you doing in your relationship with God every day? Um, and then it's also not the only thing you need to have. Again, you have to have corporate worship and personal faith. Because if you only have a personal relationship with God, you run the great risk of becoming self-centered. We talked about family. We talked about friends. We talked about brothers and sisters in Christ. Part of going to church and, and being involved in corporate worship is having people around you who can recognize things in you that you wouldn't see without that mirror, without that reflection from other people back to you. Um, I've heard this time and again and again. I've had lots of friends who have tried to do this thing where they say, you know, I'm tired of the church, quotes, and I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to figure out how to follow God on my own. I don't need to go to church to do that. I can do it at my house. I can read my books. I can read some scriptures. I can pray, and it's fine. In almost every instance of friends that I've had who have done this, it's not worked. Maybe they've had great intentions. Maybe it started off well, but after a while, what happens they get tired. Again, they get bored with what they're doing. Maybe they don't even see the trajectory they're going on. And, and I've noticed in my friends who have done this that they've drifted away or they've begun to believe something that just wasn't true, that whatever they justified or made up or I, I don't know. Um, and we need the church as a place of gathering, as a place of corporate worship, to go and help us remember what those foundations are, remember what those fundamentals are. We need others in our lives to challenge us, to help us see what God wants to do in our lives. The scripture says, iron sharpens iron. You can't be sharpened if you're alone. You have to have people around you who help you. Again, that's not every circumstance, but in general, it really helps to have corporate worship together. And it helps to have a personal faith. Those are the building blocks that you need to put at the foundation of your relationship with Jesus so that you can build on them and learn how to act in the world, in the society, in the public, as we're going to talk about, and how to act with your friends, your family. And again, the goal, how to make this world a better place. Because I want that to be the goal for you. Uh, I, I want you to grow into the person that you were made to be. You are special and unique, and you have a place that only you can fill. There are things that only you can do, and if you're not being the best person you can be, you're not going to achieve those things. So I want that for you. And we're going to explore what that looks like, both in personal responsibility and in this faith in the public square, in the church? What do all those things look like and how does that all connect? We're going to begin to talk about those things. The church is corporate worship. It's personal faith. We need both of those things. Now, if you 
didn't catch it the seven times I said it already, obviously I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Pretty much everything I say is going to revolve around that belief. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. That's fine. I'm not trying to trick you into believing something you don't want to. I will say, though, that whether you agree or not, whether you believe or not, we do live in a country that was founded on certain principles that came from the Bible. It came from this relationship with God, with Jesus. And that faith is something why America has had more freedom than any other country in the history of the world. If you don't believe me, check out history. Look at different civilizations. It's just a fact. We've had problems, no doubt. And we want to talk about those problems. We want to talk about the problems that we've had in the past. We want to talk about the problems that we're facing now today. We want to figure out the best way to deal with those. But again, it doesn't help us to forget or to not know where we came from and why we are where we are. People fought and died to create and protect the freedoms that we have today. And I, for one, would love to guard that freedom for my kids and your kids as we go on to the next generation. So we've gone through a really fast view of church, and and now I just want to talk about this public, the public square. And again, the public square in America used to be really connected to faith. Um, the public square, as I'm talking about, it's it's just this place that is outside of the home. It's outside of the church. It's a place where you go to the store and, and you go to, you know, used to be the malls, right? You used to go to the mall. Uh, obviously, that doesn't exist anymore. Now everything's online shopping. But then it turns into the public square is the internet, the social media, and I'm sure everyone listening knows how brutal social media has become. And we want to think about that. Why, why is there, again, so much bitterness, so much anger, so much rage? Um, and, and that's not the way it should be. Hopefully you know that. Hopefully you know we shouldn't be so mad at one another. We, we shouldn't be fighting so much with one another. So what do we do? How do we change this? And it it's hard to say, but the, that, those are the conversations that I want us to have. I, I want us to have those conversations and figure out how do we make this a better place? How do we get into a better place together? I think we can, and I think um, it's going to take some work, and I think it's going to take some understanding um, of everyone involved. Um we have always had differences of opinion when it comes to belief, but there are certain truths that some would say were self-evident to create this general morality. In fact, these self-evident truths were written into the founding documents of America, life and love and the pursuit of happiness uh, or the pursuit of freedom. Those, as the founders said it, were God-given rights. Why? Why would they say that? Because there were some things that we should know about humanity that everyone should have a chance to have that freedom, to live the best life they can, to worship whomever they want. And I completely agree with that. I think we should give those freedoms to everyone. So anywhere that we see there is not a freedom, we want to address that and we want to work through that. And in America, we've done a lot of that. We fought the most bloody war in history to eliminate some of that where people did not have freedom. We went through things in the 60s where people did not have enough freedom. 
And we continue to do that even today. We want to work on that and we want to figure out how to work through more and more freedom. But at the same time, we have to realize that there was this general sense of things that were good to do and things that were not good to do that it seems like we don't all agree on anymore. Again, in general, these were things like, don't kill each other. Uh, If something isn't yours, don't take it. Don't steal. Don't cheat people. Don't um, look at things that aren't good for your eyes to look at. And, and we'll, we'll expand that and talk more about that at a, at a later time. Simply said, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Love people. Be kind. Th- these were uncontroversial statements for years and years and years. And now some of them are completely controversial. But if you unpack them and just take a second and think about them, they shouldn't be controversial. They, they should be common sense and, and things that help us form what is right, what is good, what we should do. So this framework tried to create a public that was safe, that was free. So because this is an intro session, I don't want to get too deep into some of these concepts, and we'll talk that in further episodes. But there's a lot of detail in each of these. It requires unpacking. Stick with me if you can, if you want, if you're interested. We will try to get to the bottom of why we are where we are and some steps on how to get better as we go forward. I I noticed we're at a point right now that we need to understand who and what has gone before so we can know what to do now. We have had it really easy as believers, as conservatives, as Christians. That time is coming or maybe has come to a close. It's, it, it's going to be more and more important that you know why you believe something and that you know what to do about it in the public square. It's not enough that you believe what is right. James said in chapter 1, verse 22, you shouldn't just listen to the word, but do what it says. We're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at, at some Bible passages. We're going to be looking at some current issues, and we're going to try to make sense of it and, and how do we move forward in, where, in the place that we are right now. This is probably not going to be easy and you might disagree and that's fine. We just, we have to start working through some of these issues so that we know how to move forward. We are now disconnected from morality as a society. We no longer believe those things like don't steal, don't kill, don't destroy somebody else's house. We're disconnected from that because we feel like justice is ours. Another thing that God said, vengeance is mine. But we don't believe that anymore as a society. We believe that vengeance is ours. You see that play out day in and day out in in the news. And we have a disconnected ideology. In other words, what what makes us unique? What makes us free? Why are we free? And we're going to talk more about that uh, uh, in a coming episode. So I just want to end with this. I want to end with the idea that you have a choice. You can choose to listen to this or not to listen to this. That's your choice. We're going to be talking about things, again, that you agree with, that you disagree with, and that's fine. I think the conversation is where we need to start so that we can think clearly and process things rather than reacting to everything with so much anger and hatred. Let's think about these things. Let's wrestle through these things. For thousands of years, philosophers have wrestled through what is good, what is not good, 
what is the best way to act, what is not the right way to act. And we're not going to solve that in one conversation, but we can have those conversations and we should have those conversations. So I want to leave you with the idea of choice. You have the choice to control your actions and no one can ever take that away from you. You are not forced to do anything. You are not forced to do good actions. You're not forced to do bad actions. You have the choice to do that. And this is really important. And it's a really important concept that we're going to come back to again and again, regardless of what is going on around you in your life, regardless of what has happened previously in your life, you can choose to react to it with anger and hatred and react to it being the arbiter, the the one, the purveyor of justice, or you can choose to meet that situation with love. You can choose to meet that situation with forgiveness. There are examples I'm sure you're thinking of right now that happened today where you have that choice. You have that choice while you're driving around. Does like, do you get really mad at the person who cut you off or do you just shrug it off? Keep on going with your day because the energy that it's going to take from you, the anger that's going to well up in your soul just being mad at the person who cut you off is going to ruin your whole day. You have that choice. Is it your fault that they cut you off? No. Can you do anything about it? No. You have the choice to move on, to show love, to show compassion, to show kindness. And ultimately, again, if you believe what I believe, if you believe that Jesus showed us the ultimate grace, the ultimate compassion, the ultimate kindness, when we pass that on, that is going to be the thing that changes the world. The passion that we have, the grace that we show, the kindness that we give are going to be the things that transform this world from person to person to person. What I would encourage you to do is to pray, to read, to talk, and to act. What are you going to do to change yourself and to change the world? The choice is yours. Subscribe to this podcast and join me at churchpublic.com and let's make this world a better place. Talk to you next time.